Are you an entrepreneur looking to have your business grow with a little help from the internet? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Harness the Web with your host, Steve Pack. Hey, welcome today to Harness the Web. And I'm here today with my guest who's actually, she works with clients everywhere to make sure that they know why they're using video and for whom they're using it for. Because video marketing should work for them. It should be unnecessarily successful. It shouldn't cost so much that you can't keep it up and you have a positive return on investment and it definitely shouldn't be something that you do just because you read you should do it. So with that, Nina, how are you? Nina Fareep. Yes. Hi, how are you, Steve? Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Um, so really tell us really a little bit more about you and why you, why you doing what you do, um, mm-hmm. like that. Great. Very good. Um, so I do what I do because I have to do it. It's kind of, it just drives me. So, um, the, the official version is that I enable mission driven entrepreneurs to grow with consistent video. And I do that through one-on-one coaching or through peer learning. Um, so what that really means is that I'm a video marketer. I niche to service-based providers or mission-driven providers because those are the um, entrepreneurs that actually need to be on camera because they are the product, right? So um, my background is in filmmaking, in particular documentary filmmaking. So that was sort of a natural transition into helping people look good on camera and share, share their mission, share their services. Cool. And, and like, so how did, how did you first get into this? Actually, how did you first get into film? Oh, that is like many decades ago. Um, I was supposed to study, um, what was it? Marketing and something else, marketing and strategy or something like that, or advertising at the Parsons School of Design in New York. I was in New York for one semester and um, I, come in from Switzerland, Europe, Switzerland. And it was like, you know, I'm going to be here only for one semester. Let me do something really super cool. And I saw that the school bulletin was offering also film classes. I'm like, whoa, how awesome is that? So I took a film class and that's the end of the story, basically. It's 31 years (laughs) later. (laughs) It was just love at first sight because, you know, film is, is... I mean, I didn't quite fully appreciate that, obviously, as a first semester student, but it encompasses everything, right? There's the business aspect, there's the financial aspect, then there's the technical aspect, there's the artistic aspect, there's the organizational aspect, uh, there's the logistical aspect. I mean, it just, there's just, everything is possible within the cosmos of filmmaking. Um, And I was always somebody who was good at everything, but I wasn't like, you know, hyper, super talented at one thing um, other than maybe talking and communicating. So I fell in love with film. Cool. That's very cool. And you've been at it ever since. Yes, I have in one version, in one way or another. Yes, I have. How long have you been on your own uh, working with entrepreneurs? So that, so my, I started my company clockwise productions back in, we incorporated in 1996. 
so many moons ago uh-huh. and we started operations june 1st of 97 so um i'll have my 23rd birthday coming up with with my company and um uh, that was actually a function of me needing a visa to stay in the States. And it was either get married or start a company. And I was like, okay, let's start a company. <laughs> um, and, you know, at first we, we were a classic sort of, you know, video service production, like video and film service company, meaning that people who came to New York, in my case, mostly from German speaking Europe, we took them by the hand. We showed them how to shoot in New York and what to do and not to do. And we had the insurance and we had the logistics. And that all died with 9-11. And then I pivoted and did the same thing with Americans. And my my client base then became all American. Um, But then about five years ago, I sort of saw the writing on the wall that, you know, budgets that used to be like, you know, $50,000, $60,000, everybody now had an iPhone or a smartphone and budgets, budgets just collapsed. And I was asked to do the exact same thing I'd done just a couple of years prior for a tenth of the price. And I'm not exaggerating. Sure. And that's where I was like, okay, um, it's either, you know, I'm either going to like paint myself into the corner and be an old geezer and I'm just going to like eke it out for as long as I can, or I'm going to go for it full, full, full in. So I embraced everything digital and went full in. Cool. That's cool. And, and today, what kind of people do you service? Like, uh, so, what type of businesses, uh, organizations? So mostly, as, as I mentioned in the beginning, it's, it's mission-driven um, uh, entrepreneurs. And the, the mission-driven comes from a very specific thought process. So I very quickly realized, like, if you have a bike shop or you have a bakery or you have, you know, a B2C business, um, most likely you have a, a visuals that you can put out on social media. If you're a bakery, you can show people you know, doing, doing your goods, like creating your beautiful cakes or uh, the display of all your cookies in the store, whatever it is, right? If you're a bike store, you can show your mechanic at work. You have automatically built in visual images mm-hmm. of your business. If you are an accountant, if you are a coach, if you're an insurance broker, if you're a realtor, um, you don't have any of that. I mean, you, there's so many ways you can skin the cat and show yourself at the computer looking smart, right? Yeah. So, the moment you're a service provider, you become the product, so to speak. So you need to show up in front of the camera and sell yourself in the digital world today. And I just wanted to take it a step further because the people I work with are people who are interested and want to have consistent video content because in my opinion, that's the only way video marketing is successful and gives you a return on your investment. Mm -hmm. And if you're not mission driven, if you're not driven to give that service, if you're not driven to share your knowledge, um, then you're probably not going to put out consistent video content because at some point you're just going to flatline on content ideas or on your enthusiasm to keep it up with video marketing. So that's why I'm sort of niching in, not vertical, but horizontal on mission-driven entrepreneurs. And then I do go very much on purpose for entrepreneurs who are a little older, mm-hmm. um, millennials and younger. They have already um, it built in with their DNA a facility with all things, you know, smartphone, uh, platforms, editing, GIFs, um, graphics, you name it. Um, but um, entrepreneurs who are sort of either on their, you know, 
under very often it's people who have had a corporate career and now are doing their passion project. Um, so that that is sort of for me the, the magic fit. Um, and then lastly, I do look for people who already have done video um, because for me to explain the value proposition that I bring to the table to someone who has never done video is not worth the investment that I, you know, that I get from the client. Yeah, yeah client's life cycle. So, I mean, I have notable exceptions in my client roster, but in general, I look for people who have done video and want to take it to the next level or who are doing video and are just not happy with it or not consistent or stop, you know, start and stop and start and stop and sort of don't know what to do with themselves. Those are my favorite clients. Yeah, that's cool. So, um, like, can you just give me an idea, like purpose-driven, what would, what would be something that's purpose-driven versus something that isn't? Huh. That's in the eye of the beholder, of course. And <laughs> it's an excellent question. So, so f like, if you are – I think pretty much any service-based small entrepreneur, especially on a second career – is probably going to be mission driven because they're doing that because it's their passion. They're doing it because they wanted to leave the rat race. They're doing it because they wanted the flexibility. Um, and they're doing it because they really truly want to help whomever they are helping. So I would maybe make, it's hard to make a distinction because the people I do work with are, you know, are passionate about what they do. I basically don't come across the people who are not passionate. Um, but you know, maybe it's somebody who's just doing it as a, because that's all they can do. Um, yeah, I, I, I understand. Um, yeah. so, so I'm not lost how to answer that succinctly. <laughs> yes. So if I could just paraphrase that, it's a person who, um, is on their own and most yeah, most likely on their own and they actually have a desire to, to do what they're doing and maybe to make a difference with what they're doing. Yep. Yep. For sure. Versus, versus someone who has a business that's basically to have a job. Yeah. And, and just I mean? basically to make money. Exactly. So yeah, okay. I think the distinction is the helping factor. Um, and you know what, they're not necessarily alone because um, if you want to do video consistently, I find it easier to work with people who are sort of out of the first five, six, seven years of complete freak out and are much more established already and have um, maybe a small team um, because at some point they're, you know, I, I make sure that my clients know how to film themselves or shoot themselves. Uh, but then when it comes to editing or the graphics or distributing it into, you know, all the different social media channels, that's where, um, you know, if you are the business owner, you should not be doing that yourself. You should be having a virtual assistant or just, you know, normal assistant. Um, mm -hmm. You know, nowadays everybody's virtual. Do that for you because that is not, I would, I would venture to insist that that's not the best way of you to spend your time. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so, like, what would, I'm trying to think, like, so for someone who's doing that and you're saying they should be doing it, consistently is that like once a week once a month once a day um so my favorite answer to everything is always that depends depends, and so, <laughs> depends. <laughs> um so i mean look if if for me it's more important that you're consistent that that you're doing it daily right so 
when I start with my vlog packages or with my vlog cohort, I normally say like at least once a week. And I find it gets, the more you do it, the easier it gets because the more of a routine it is. Mm -hmm. It is in a way harder to do something once a month because I also, I always tell my clients to, if, if at all possible, to batch produce. So, you know, make it, if you're going to post every day, shoot all your videos on Friday or Saturday, or Sunday, whatever, and then, you know, have them, have them ready for Monday through Friday. Yeah. Don't make it, a, if you're making a daily habit, um, very quickly, you're, you know, um, Lucy at the, um, I, from I Love Lucy at the conveyor belt, stuffing chocolates in your face because you can't keep up with the, with the speed of the conveyor belt, yeah, right? Yeah. So um, I would, um, but to get back to your question, I would say weekly is a good start. But if you have a good presence online and you are, you have a decent following and, you know, my clients not, mostly are on LinkedIn, um, some of them on Facebook and yet again, some of, uh, on Instagram, but those three are sort of the main three social media platforms and LinkedIn is definitely the predominant one. I would say at least twice would be really great. Okay. And like in terms of the content, um, mm -hmm. are they educational videos people should be doing? Are they... What, like what is, what's the um, foundation for what you're doing? Um, so, I mean, you want to give value, right? So that's, that's sort of, I mean, and that goes all into like a marketing strategy, whether it is um, a written post, a video, or, you know, um, a, a GIF, it doesn't really matter. You want to give value, value, value. Um, and then when you've given a lot of value, then you go in and you, you, you put in a soft pitch or a harder pitch, depending on what it is you're selling and how, you know, that that is like sort of, you know, bigger picture, yeah. but, and then that's not, you know, that's not necessarily just only video marketing. So, um, it, I would say, you know, if you, you have a service, uh, most likely there are uh, tips, generic tips that you can share that mm -hmm. are, um, I mean, you're never going to, even if you were to give away all your knowledge in little tip videos, um, it would never hold someone back from working with you because they want the whole package in a, as a whole, right? They don't want yeah. like a tip here and a tip there, and then they have to stitch it all back together themselves. That wouldn't be a client that you even want. So I always say, do not be worried about giving away too much knowledge. And if you truly keep the videos as short, like an, a, a social media video, I always say no longer than 90 seconds. Mine always run over 90 seconds. That is, that is short. 90 seconds is very short. So, you know, I, I remember I had a client in the very beginning when, she, when I started working with her many years ago, she had like this seven minute video and I was like part one, part two, part three, and each part had point one, two, and three. I'm like, you just threw nine videos out the window. You know, that could have been uh, two weeks worth of video yeah. um, and, and it would have been much faster and easier to produce. Um, so I normally say, you know, keep it simple, stick to one thing. And then it's also easy to shoot it. You don't have to memorize an ages long script. You don't have to bother with a teleprompter and you don't need a cheat sheet, which I'm dead set against. Just roll the, roll the camera, roll yeah. your phone. That's and a good idea. Watching. Like mm. that really is a good idea. It keeps you out of that, getting in your head really about, oh, what am I going to say? And stuff. Yeah. And hey. the thing is also, you know, it, it's consistency also makes you better. So even for me, who's done her own videos for a couple of years now, 
Um, when I, I just did a, I started again with video challenges and I did one with, with a peer group in March. Um, and even for me being able to speak with a lot less M's and less <laughs> uh, looking up at the sky for, for, I don't know, inspiration for the next word or thought. I, I got so much better with that just in one month of doing Monday through Friday daily video. So it's all about doing. Yeah, this is, I'm just going to digress here for a second. This is something that I got out of editing my own stuff mm -hmm. is n actually getting the opportunity to see all of the ums and ahs and all those things. It, it like blew me away. It's like, wow. You don't notice. And then the funny thing is I now know, you know, when you look at, a, at, the, at the zigzag of your audio track, I now actually know what my arms look like. They yeah. all have the same, like, it goes, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, out with you. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, in an ideal world, I actually just started this series called the Naked Video Series. Okay. And what the only thing naked in the video, Naked Video Series is the video itself, not, not thankfully not me. Um, the idea is to create videos that don't have graphics, so you just can shoot, upload, go, right? To make it, make it, raise your focus on the content and not on the bells and whistles of everything around it. And yes, I'm a little nervous about it because, you know, I'm a video marketer. I'm holding myself to a higher standard, of course. So I'm like, Ooh, there's no graphics. There's no, even I'm even no closed captioning. I'm just going totally naked. So we'll see. I'm, I'm going to do this for a month and see how, how it, um, what the feedback is. So and, and how, how long, long have you been doing that? Did you just, just start? Started. I just started. Yeah. I'm doing a May challenge. Um, so um, it's actually a really dumb reason. I fell off a ladder a couple of weeks ago and broke a rib and a foot. Oh, wow. And, um, are you yeah. doing, are you better? Oh yeah. Much better. Much, much better. I even, I had the hiccups the other night and it wasn't bad. So I'm like, okay, then I must be a lot better <laughs> if I can have a hiccup without like screaming. In How did you do that? I just slipped. I, I was doing a big project and I just slipped off the ladder. It was really dumb because, uh, you know, COVID-19, the construction guys couldn't finish a job they were in the middle of. And I've been sitting in boxes in my office for two months now. And the audio is just not as like when the, it's a whole bookshelf that I'm missing, a whole wall of books. Okay. And it those just dampen the sound and yeah. make the sound much warmer and better. And without the bookshelf, I mean, most people can't tell the difference. I can. So I wanted my damn bookshelf up and I was like, okay, if the con construction guys aren't coming, I'm doing it myself. I'll do it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Superwoman and Superwoman fell off. It's the last rung. I mean, I didn't fall far, but I fell into the metal beam that I was mounting. So yeah, very painful. So no, no doing my hair right now. No, like, you know, so I'm like, okay, I've, I've been thinking about this naked video series for a long time. It, if not now, then when? And um, so I just started. Wow. So how would so if somebody wanted to see you in mm -hmm. this naked video series, series, uh -huh. <laughs> how would they do that? Um, so they could eat. So my company call is called Clockwise Production, as in counterclockwise. So clockwiseproductions.com is my website. I'm, I'm, I trust it'll be in the show notes. Uh -huh. um, and um, my YouTube channel is called Clockwise Productions. And I will put it as a playlist onto YouTube. 
Um, and the most immediate and most reliable way to see it is on my LinkedIn. Cause I basically, I live, LinkedIn is my, my digital home. That's okay. where I hang out pretty much all day long. So, and it's just Nina Fareep, F is in Frank, R-O-R-I-E-P. Cool. So your preferred thing is LinkedIn. Yes, it is. Yes, and, it is. And how do you, this is good because one of the things I think is um, a challenge on LinkedIn with posting things unless you're going to post them to your own profile. Mm -hmm. um, if you post to the newsfeed, it's like they evaporate. Well, I mean, everything on social media evaporates, right? It's not just LinkedIn. Um, but, and if you start having a decent following, I, I have quite a few posts who have a long tail and I will get comments even a week or so later. Uh -huh. um, I think it's also a function of how, how often you are on LinkedIn and how engaged your community that you have is. Um, I post nearly daily. So Monday through Friday, I will post at the absolute minimum three times. I, I try for um, five and I normally land at four. <laughs> I also try to do at least three videos a week, if not five. Um, and I am a part of a little community we all post at the same time every day and then we like each other's and comment on each sure, other's yeah, yeah. comments it, to sort yeah. of trigger, trigger the algorithm into, you know, bubbling up our content. Yeah. I understand how that goes. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I was going to ask you something about that. Like the little community you have, how many people are in it? Um, so this is professionally organized. We are, I think our group is about 20 people. Mm -hmm. And out of those, I would, I'm, I'm roughly guesstimating uh, between the people who are sick, you know, can't make it, have a coughing fit and forgot. Um, it's about 12 to 13 people who post daily. Okay. Um, so it's a time. I mean, I spend an hour every morning just um, posting and then commenting on everybody else's and then going back to mine and answering the, my, my colleagues who commented on my post. Yeah. Um, and I've now been doing it since November. So I've been doing about a half a year and I'm really reaping the benefits. I get sales calls out of it. I get um, uh, a lot of new re requests out of it. And I have a, a much bigger, a faster and better pipeline since I've been doing that. That's cool. I belong to a little group like that too. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was amazing to me to see how much more engagement I end up with, mm -hmm. yeah. even in terms of reach. Yes, and engagement is more like, the thing is with a lot of people get nervous when they look at the numbers um, and they see that the views go down once you put up video um, because uh, the way the algorithm works on LinkedIn is that a view only counts on a video if people have actually spent three seconds with it. So if you're mm -hmm. just scrolling through, it doesn't count, but um, when I did the first video challenge in March and I did post every single day, my views dropped by over half, which is like scary, but my engagement over tripled. And that's what I really want. I don't care about the views, which that, that's just a, yeah. a, drive -by, a drive by, hello, here I am, goodbye. But a engagement means somebody actually stopped, read my post, conceivably listened to my video or watched my video and then actually left a comment. And that's what you want. You want engagement. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, so what's next for you? So you, you, you're doing this um, 
naked video series, right? Mm -hmm. So what, what's after that? In terms of digital marketing or in terms of services? Um, either one. Either one. Well, in terms of marketing, let's talk about that because um, that's where I can probably give more value. Um, so what, the next thing I'm looking at, and that's something I've been talking about to my partner forever, and is a vlog cast. So we right now are on a podcast, right? Yeah. And podcasts have sort of their, there's an innate structure around them, right? They, it's something, it's on demand. Um, podcasting, audio services, um, it is something that I would say 90% of all podcasters do on a consistent and regular schedule. And there is a whole industry around it where you can, um, you know, distribute it or syndicate it via um, Stitcher and I, I, what is it called? Um, iTunes. Uh, um, iTunes and, yeah. uh, well, you know, whatever. There's like a gazillion. Yeah, yeah. There's, there is. There's like all kinds yeah. of stuff for it. And for video, that in a way doesn't exist. Like the only outlet you have if you want to be public is YouTube. Uh, Vimeo to a lesser degree. So I really would love to kind of sort of get that whole broadcasting thing going a little more. Um, and I, I'm, I'm starting a series uh, where I have three ideas. I want to pursue all three of them, of course. And my partner's like, no, we're doing one at a time. <laughs> so the first one is I want to do a series, probably just a season. And, you know, uh -huh. you can call it whatever you want. So I'm going to call it a season and interview other video marketers. Uh-huh. So sort of like, you know, find out what everybody else is doing, where everybody else is. Because I think, especially also now with, with COVID-19 and this whole shift that, I mean, I've never been busier than I have, than I am right now. Because uh, a lot of people who said, we should, we should, we should, we should do, do video are now all of a sudden like, holy crap, we, ha we now have to yeah. do video, right? Do you, with that, do you think that there are people who um, have kind of like, now that they've taken the step to do mm -hmm. it, won't we'll never go back i i think so i think so i think um, i mean look i mean the the when are we going i think for a lot of people yeah the video is a fun an arm of and a function of selling mm -hmm. and even myself i loved going to uh these big events and network and hear speakers and go into breakout rooms and have coffee with people and dinner and drinks and whatever. But I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. So in the absence of that, um, all of this is being transferred onto zoom and other video based platforms. And that's nothing else but video. And whether you are on a video conference like the two of us are right now via mm -hmm. Zoom or whether you are talking to your smartphone and recording a video, it's the exact same setup. It, this and, is interesting because I saw in the last day or two, it was a video online. Um, it was by a, a producer of events, an event producer. Mm -hmm. Yep. And they were saying that they, so they started producing uh, virtual events, mm -hmm. right? And they're actually getting better results with a virtual result, with a virtual events than yeah. they did with the live events. You know, they would do a three day live event, mm -hmm. you know, and there was a lot of revenue in that for the, whoever 
the, right. the, put an event but, on. But imagine all the expense that you have when you're doing a live event. You need to uh, rent uh, a venue. You need to satisfy whatever, you know, people work that venue. It could be a union venue. Then you have the breakout rooms and you have the, the coffee and the cookies and um, and then people need to yeah. fly in and they need to go into hotels. I mean, it, 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 and it's a huge industry that now people who live in that and work in that industry need to find other jobs conceivably. Um, but if I, if there's an amazing event in LA, I now don't have to freak out over my calendar, whether I can make it to LA and back in time and what am I going to do with my dog? You know, right now, what all I do is I give my dog a bone, and then I sit at my computer and watch the watch the event, right? <laughs> um, and, and I'm not spending nearly as much money. And the event organizer, if they're working with the right platform, rather than being limited by a, a, a ballroom with two thousand people, can now have a virtual ballroom of ten thousand people as long as the platform doesn't crash. Yeah. Um, so if it's truly an event that ha brings massive value and is of interest to a broad, a broad a base, then yeah, I mean, this is, this is the future. Okay. I, I mean, and, and again, I think there's also something for me, like there's like also sad part. Cause like, I love having the excuse to go to LA and tack on, you know, a weekend and go hiking yeah. in the mountains nearby or, you know, go, go to, I don't know, Arizona on my way there and, and do something fun. But it's, and, and, and I love the, the whole synergy of being in the room physically with people. Uh, but at the same time, we're all strapped for time. Um, it's expensive to travel. It's expensive yeah. to go into the hotels. So, yeah. But I'm with um, you. I, I, there's something about experiencing the energy in an event. Of course, absolutely. You know, and you, it's tough to get that online. Yes, but, I totally um, agree. It's just a different energy. And I tell you, I mean, you, I've had, I'm now in a couple of cohorts, um, which grew out of 9-11. Uh, Jesus, Louise's Out of um, <laughs> COVID-19, uh, the New Yorker image just came out. Um, and... It, it, these cohorts can be pretty powerful as well in terms of driving and in terms of connections. When I did my March video challenge, I had, uh, we were 10 people in the group and that group bonded so deeply because we we're all like, you know, we had people from Australia, from the UK and all over America. And all of us sort of went into quarantine plus minus within a two or three week span and uh, the weekly calls that we had were, were so intense. And we still, to this day, we, we still talk every week because it just was such a bonding experience. And the cool thing was that there were people from Australia, there were people from the UK, you know, there's people from Las Vegas, there's people from New York and Virginia. So it, it was just so cosmopolitan because it was, there's no limit with digital, you know, other than yeah. maybe all having to do it at four o'clock in the morning um you know there's just no limit to <laughs> how many people you can have yeah that, yeah that is the one problem if you have someone from great britain and someone from australia that makes it, it made group. it really tough it made it really tough to schedule our <laughs> weekly calls but but we we the british woman had her glass of wine in her hand and and the uh, the guy from australia was just a little googie-eyed from his you know sleep but it worked it worked <laughs> it's amazing um um, what was I going to ask you? Um, I guess it's really like, so just tell us really quickly, 
about the kinds of products and services you do offer? Like how do you package things? Mm -hmm. So of course, right now we're all packaging, repackaging, trying out different things because just the world has shifted on us. Um, For me, the shift isn't that huge. Um, So I have my signature service is a so-called Vlogcast cohort. And if anybody has a better name for it, I'm, I'm all ears because it's a mouthful. So basically the idea is that we, we, we teach um, our clients how to do, how to create a vlog cast, like a podcast okay. with video and be consistent with it and integrate it into their daily routines such that it doesn't become this huge production, but it's something that they can do easily and continuously and, and stick with it. So a huge element of that is community and accountability and support. So in the cohort, what I do is I teach certain elements one-on-one because it's a full white glove service, but I also have weekly group calls and put groups of people of five together. So when you do develop your signature vlog cast, you have other entrepreneurs who can give their feedback on what it is that you're planning on doing, on how you're structuring it, on what your content is, on who your guests are going to be, or maybe there's no guests, maybe it's just you talking. But you have sort of that support, and with that support comes accountability of a group setting, and not just me going like, you should, you have to, et cetera. So so Um, for people who don't know, could you just give us a really quick definition of a cohort? uh, A cohort is a group of people who share something in common, basically, as simple as so it's like basically a group program just that cohort is sort of right now so it's definitely a fashion word um and i love using it i just think and then you know (laughs) clockwise is a c and cohort is a c so um you know it all works visually it works good you know i'm a visual person what can i say (laughs) (laughs) i love anything that starts with a c (laughs) nice like consistency you know (laughs) yeah that's a good one um so our, I just noticed our time is just about up. Oh, wow. And, Already. Yeah. yeah. So like what other kinds of comments do you want to leave people with? Like what's a message for people? So the message and what's dear and near to my heart is video. So video does not have to be complicated. Video can be as easy as you recording yourself with your iPhone or smartphone and putting it up on social media. You just want to be consistent with it. And the consistency, A, makes you stand out on social media and B, um, doing it and doing it again and again and again and again makes you makes you perfect eventually or good. So um, just do it. And don't worry about how you look. Don't worry about how you sound. And watch other people do it, um, like me, because <laughs> then you'll actually learn something in the process. Yeah. And and just do it. So it's just like it's you know it's 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 a little old and you know a certain company's been using it for decades. But just do it um, is 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 the golden is the golden advice I can give. Okay. Cool. Very cool. And for people who want to get a hold of you, how do they do that? How do they find out more about you and how to? Um, I think LinkedIn is, I mean, my website, I'm, I'm sort of going through, I'm getting a new website like any moment now. So I'll, I don't know whether it's already going to be up, but there is the clockwiseproductions.com website. But then I, I would say, hit me up on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, Nina Fareep. I'm the only Nina Fareep. There's no one else with that name. Mm-hmm. And part of my dog. He's telling you, he's telling you, but I'm long enough. 
Yeah, exactly. It's like time for his, his dinner dinner time. It's in 50 minutes. So he's making sure I'm like starting to focus on him. So yeah, so I would say LinkedIn is probably the best place. To okay, cool. Great. Well, hey, it's been great to have this conversation with you, to, with you today. And um, we thank you for taking the time to talk to us. It was awesome, Stephen. Thanks for some awesome questions. And I obviously always love talking about uh, video marketing and um, you know, can't help myself. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to do so. Sure. Yeah. Thanks again. Thanks so much for listening to Harness the Web with your host, Steve Fack. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit HarnessTheWeb.net. We'll see you next time.